Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Dalton Stanford with the Monday edition of the Eagle Hour, live from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us today. Got a full show. Al Holder's going to be joining us later in the show. He has a Nick Sandlin sighting that he's going to tell us all about. John Pacella from Middle Tennessee University is going to be with us a little later in the show as well to talk about their upcoming matchup with the Golden Eagles. First, we're going to go to head baseball coach Scott Berry, opening segment sponsored today as it is every day by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of Southern Miss Baseball and USM Athletics. They cook delicious meats fresh every day in their restaurant here in Hattiesburg and, of course, around the state of Mississippi. They'll cater any event as well, large or small. You can just sit back and let Dickey's do the cooking. Our thanks to Dickey's Barbecue Pit for their support of the Eagle Hour. Lots of guests today. We're going to get right to it. Head baseball coach Scott Berry joins us in the opening segment of the Monday show. And uh, first of all, good Monday to you, Coach. A, a good weekend as your ball club uh, gets some good performance out of a couple of your starters. The home run ball comes back to you, and uh, you sweep Charlotte. Yeah, well, you know, I thought we played uh, played pretty well, Bob, you know, considering that on uh, on Tuesday at South Alabama, uh, didn't play very well, didn't compete, you know, very well at all. So, but coming, you know, take, taking from that experience and moving it into the, the weekend, which was a doubleheader on Friday and a single on Saturday, I thought our guys competed. We cut the strike strikeouts way, way down. Uh, with just seven on uh, on the double for the doubleheader, and then I think we had seven on the single game on Saturday, so 14 for the weekend. So, you know, with that being said, felt like that we pressured the defense like we needed to, and and gave ourselves uh, the opportunities to to be successful and win three games. Uh, Coach, the difference from from Tuesday night till Friday was it something specific you did, or is that just the ebb and flow of college baseball? Uh, you know, I think we uh, we certainly addressed some things. Uh, I think the players themselves addressed some things. Uh, so, you know, I felt like that what came out of those meetings uh, probably moved us forward and, uh, you know, helped us to uh, to go out and compete. Now, you know, now what's to be seen, Bob, is will it stay consistent? That's what I want, right. you know. I don't like these roller coasters that we ride. And, you know, hopefully the three games and three well-played games for the most part, you know, because we played, uh, you know, pretty good on defense. Uh, you know, I thought we had really good starting pitching uh, from Walker Powell and Stevie Powers and, you know, with, with Strick, you know, going five. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. We move into a week now that's loaded with uh, five games in a short period of time. So uh, I think uh, five games over five days. So, you know, we'll, we'll find out what we're made of. 
Right. One thing that you have had consistently, I think, all year is uh, is good performance from Walker Powell. It's five out of seven games that he started for you, that he stayed out there for seven or more innings. So I know you got to be pretty happy with that. Yeah, I am. You know, I, I, and, I, and he came off a really good performance, you know, this past weekend. And, uh, you know, had we not made an error there to start the ninth inning, uh, you know, which led to, to three runs, two of those being earned, you know, shoot, he may have been conference pitcher of the week for the third time mm-hmm. this year. So, you know, but he uh, he covered eight innings. We sent him back out there in the ninth. Um, and, you know, I thought he really pitched well. He only threw 95 innings – or, I'm sorry, 95 pitches. Uh, once again, five strikeouts, one walk, really attacked the zone, and, and guys played defense behind him for, for the most part. And, Coach, despite the roller coaster that you've talked about, and, and I, I know uh, having got to know you some, how frustrating that is to you, despite the roller coaster, you find yourself tied for first place in the conference race. Yeah, yeah, we are. We're us in Florida Atlantic, fourteen and four. So, um, you know, we've seen to play, you know, pretty good on the weekend for the most part. Week weekdays uh, have uh, have have not been as good for us, but you know, we uh, we we have to we have to look at the weekends as, as a as a very very important part of our season. Obviously, uh, when when we get in those conference games and. You know, I think it, it all starts on the mound and, and who you can put out there that gives you a chance to, uh, to win baseball games. We're talking to head baseball coach Scott Berry on the Eagle Hour. Luke, get in here. Coach, uh, you mentioned something, and I, I brought it up to Bob last week. You know, you as you as coaches, uh, there comes a point where uh, you know coaches probably need to leave the room, and players need to take over and step up. And it's good to hear that some of that went on this week. I can remember we used to do it in, in football, and I knew some of those guys that played for you when I was there. Uh, they do that also. So good, to, good that uh, we've got some uh, some leadership um, that that showed up this weekend. At least uh, the the impact of that was seen. I think that's a, a, that's good for. Uh, every Southern Miss fan to know? Well, you know, and I think every program at every school comes a point in time where that's got to have, it, it has to happen. And, uh, you know, every coach wants it to happen. Because, you know, as a, as a coach, we can do so much, we can lead so much, but, you know, the, the internal, the working parts of everything are those players and, and them really buying in as one group, uh, believing everything matters and holding everybody accountable, not only themselves, but uh, the whole team accountable of how you want to go out and, and compete. And when that kind of gets off track a little bit, it's very important that internally that, that you know, somebody gets it back going, you know. And you can look at all the great teams uh, professionally who have, who we all know are the leaders of those teams that would always get those, get those guys back on track and try to get everybody moving in the same direction. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully that, uh, the little meeting that uh, was was held there, I think, on Wednesday, uh, you know, will get us get us going in the right direction, keep us moving. So, because I know one thing, it's a lot, lot more fun winning than it is losing. Sure enough. Talk about Brian Bowen, uh, Coach. I can't remember. Uh, we've had a hitting streak like this in quite some time. Uh, he's at 21 uh, game hitting streak. His OPS is over a thousand. Um, he's just been extraordinary the the last month for you. He dropped down the bunt for a hit the other day, too, that kept it going. So, uh, you know, uh, Brian is a young man that's been in our program four years, uh, has only played three. He redshirted that first year, 
but you know he's uh, he's he's gotten a lot better at the plate, and uh, you know defensively he's he's done well for us there too uh, as as a catcher for us. So been real proud of him. Didn't get a lot of playing time earlier in the year, but when he got his chance, uh, you know he made the most of it. And, you know he really doesn't give you any reason to take him out of the lineup, obviously. Right. Right, Coach, uh, one more question for me. Uh, with uh, Powers and Powell, you know, going, uh, giving you a, a lot of good action, you, we, we were concerned a couple of, uh, about 10 days ago, that the bullpen was really tired. After a weekend like this, uh, you think they got their, their arms uh, back on them and getting ready for this final stretch? Well, I hope so. You know, the first two games uh, on Friday, uh, yeah, we played the doubleheader on Friday. We only used four pitchers. You know, you saw Powell go eight. Jared Wright went one inning. Powers went seven uh, in game two with Hunter Stanley pitching very well for us there uh, going two. And then Stanley reappeared out of the bullpen uh, for his first save of the year in, in game three on Saturday. Uh, so, you know, yes, you know, I think that that was very, very important to give those guys a little rest because we're going to need it here down the stretch, especially with uh, with five games here in five days. So, uh, you know, everybody's going to have to be on deck for, for these games for sure. Coach, it's been a year where weather has played such havoc on your schedule. You've like playing a doubleheader on Friday and things that you're just not accustomed to do and, and don't normally do. I can't help but think back to the conversation we had earlier this year when you talked about uh, your desire and your hope uh, to maybe get a, a new turf uh, at the Pete. Uh, w- would that type of turf have helped offset a lot of these uh, weather peculiarities this year? And is there anything new you can share with our listeners about that possibility? Uh, yes, at times it would have. I think if you look at this past weekend, it really wouldn't have changed what we had to do because there was just so much on Thursday, tremendous amount of rain, three to five inches that fell and and during the time that we were supposed to play. So uh, along with some other bad weather, you know, tornado warnings around. So that that wouldn't have helped this weekend. We would end up playing mm-hmm. two on, on Friday regardless. But earlier in the year, yes. You know, we could have where it rained earlier in the day, but the field just wasn't playable. Uh, you know, we could have continued and played that game that night. Uh, as far as updates, uh, we did some uh, we did some geotechnical things where they came in and, and took some soil samples of the field, just awaiting those results to kind of determine how much work uh, would would need to go into building the base of uh, of that field before a turf was laid on. So that's. That's about all that it, that is uh, we've gotten to right now on, on that project. Honestly, still hoping though, right? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. That's that's I'm, I'm hoping yes. Okay, Correct. we appreciate it very much, Coach. A great weekend, okay. and uh, look forward to a busy week of baseball. Sounds good. All right. Head Coach Scott Berry, everybody, on the Eagle Hour. We'll be right back. Got to talk to John Pacella from Middle Tennessee, Golden Eagles' next conference opponent, when the Eagle Hour rolls along.
Southern Miss to the top. And welcome back, everybody. Glad you're with us around the state on a Monday afternoon, wherever you're listening in the wonderful state of Mississippi. This segment sponsored by our good friends at Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Great selection of Southern Miss apparel uh, from wall to wall in that store for your home, for your car, for yourself, for your children. They've got it. If you're listening in other parts of Mississippi but want some new Southern Miss swag, it's easy. Just go to campusbookmart.net, order it, and they'll deliver it right to your front door. We appreciate their longtime support of the Eagle Hour. Thanks, Coach Scott Berry, for joining us in the first segment, kind of wrapping up uh, what was a good weekend following a really disappointing midweek performance. And I got the uh, – I sort of got the hint uh, listening to that interview, Luke, that uh, that Tuesday night might have been a snapping point of sorts for the Golden Eagles and uh, some players as, as well as coaches got involved in trying to turn things around. Well, it's like I told Coach, uh, there comes a point when players have to take over. And basically, coaches guide you in the right direction. But when the message isn't getting through, guess what? Some of those upperclassmen got to step in and and translate it in the right way. And sounded like that's what happened, and you get a sweep as a result of it. And one of the things you heard coach say, "How long will it last?" Though that's the next question. Right. Make into those where you need to have you know those those every week. So hopefully, the message will stick as we roll into a five game week. I got the impression he's still not one hundred percent happy with things. How about you? Yeah, it's, he, he seemed, uh, you know, tired, and that's yeah. part, part of the way the season is right now. But, yeah, I think he just kind of wants to look at him and says, all right, you, you talk a good game, you tell me you're back, now show me you're back. There you go. Well, now tomorrow night, Golden Eagles take on always tough Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, Wednesday there at New Orleans, and then they go back on the road to take a, a three-game series uh, up to Middle Tennessee where they'll take on uh, – uh, Middle Tennessee University, John Pacella, as a one of the volunteer coaches and assistant coach for Middle Tennessee. He's gracious enough, gracious enough to join us on the Eagle Hour. Coach, first of all, thanks for coming on the show. appreciate your time. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's our pleasure. So uh, the Golden Eagles uh, kind of struggling a bit this year, particularly in midweek games, and uh, got it together a little bit uh, over the weekend, sweeping Charlotte, but now go on the road where – it's always tough to win, and I, you don't really have to look any further than, than to look at some of the games that uh, that teams uh, on the road, uh, you know, have, have they have difficulty going on the road of winning. I guess is is what I'm trying to say, and I think that's that's league wide. So certainly no easy row for uh, the Golden Eagles this weekend. What will they run into uh, when they take on your ball club? Yeah, and definitely, uh, you know, on the topic of midweek games, you know, when you get into conference play, the Conference USA is a very tough league, and you play 30 games. So, you know, especially when you're trying to put yourself in position to make an NCAA tournament or a conference tournament, um, you know, those games start to take uh, premium importance. So, you know, we certainly understand what uh, Southern Miss is going through this year, and Coach Barry's uh, done a really good job putting that program on the map. And you know, uh, you know, they're at the point now where they're not just competing for you know, regional appearances, but, you know, national championships. And, uh, you know, we're uh, we're excited about our team at, at middle this year and it's a whole new coaching staff. So, um, you know, we're still a little uncertain with uh, the order we'll throw out there on the weekend. We'll try to match up as best as we can. But, you know, our guys are competing really hard and um, we're sitting at 9-9 nine and nine in the league right now. So we're right in the mix to uh, 
to do some good things. So you are, you have been very competitive in Conference USA play. What has been the strength of your team in the conference? You know, uh, I'd say timely hitting is something that, uh, you know, Coach Cummins really preached. And, uh, you know, we have some older guys in the lineup that we inherited. And, um, you know, I think it's really been a group effort. I, it'd be uh, – you, know, you can't really point out one thing or another. It's just really been a group effort, and the guys are buying in and um, playing extremely hard. And you know, we're proud of uh, the position they've put us in. And you know, it's been uh, it's been a tough year for us at times with uh, you know some struggles on the midweek. And you know, in the Conference USA, you play a really tough schedule, so you know that each and every weekend you're going to have to uh, to give your best effort. But um, you know, overall, our guys are playing really hard and. Uh, putting ourselves in position to uh, hopefully play in the conference tournament. Luke? John, thanks for being on. You guys had some momentum to start uh, April. You, you took a series from UAB, but I think the one that, that really shocked the league early on, man, you guys swept Western Kentucky, and that's when they were in second place in the conference. Uh, had a tough one at Rice last week, um, but the league has seen what your, what your ball uh, club's capable of. Yeah, and, you know, like I said before, the Conference USA is a really tough league, obviously. Um, you know, being a new coaching staff, you know, the first thing you look at is, you know, what's coming back in the league. And obviously Southern Miss is a team that, you know, they've been a little bit of the gold standard the last couple of years with Louisiana Tech and Florida Atlantic. You know, those are teams that are perennial, you know, regional contenders and things like that. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we've been fortunate that we've uh, we've gotten off to a decent start. Obviously, we didn't play all that well at Rice this weekend, but, you know, that's another team that's really talented, and I think our guys saw that, you know, if we're going to keep playing well in this league, you know, there can't be any letdowns. But, you know, we're excited about coming back and uh, having the opportunity to play at home this weekend. We'll play uh, Austin Peay tomorrow on the midweek, so another in-state rivalry there. But, um, yeah, we were very fortunate to play well against Western Kentucky. That's a really good team, and Coach Pulaski's, uh, you know, put together a really good staff and a really good roster there. So we were very fortunate. Um to get off to a good start and late play. We're talking to uh, John Pacella, assistant coach for the Middle Tennessee baseball team. Uh, John, talk about Coach Toman. This is his first year. You mentioned that this all new staff. Uh, what's what's his philosophy? Your you guys' philosophy offensively and defensively uh, at Middle Tennessee. Yeah, Coach Toman. You know, obviously, this is my first year working for him, but um, you know, I'm, I'm really fortunate. You know, you talk about a guy with 35 years of college baseball coaching experience he's you know been fortunate enough to to go to omaha three times and you know, i think he's been to 17 regionals so he's a guy that's had a whole lot of success and i think you know the one thing that's been consistent across the board is just uh, you know the the heightened awareness and the effort the guys play with um you know especially this year you know we're just trying to really preach to our guys that you got to bring it each and every day if you want to have a really good team and you know, Coach Toman's been fortunate enough to be a part of some really good ones when he was at NC State as a player and a coach. You know, when he was a coach at South Carolina and then obviously the head coach at Liberty University where, you know, he took them to a couple regionals. So, you know, from a philosophy standpoint, I think he's just been preaching to the guys, you know, the the value of playing extremely hard and, you know, kind of putting yourself in position to, to be a really good team when you do that. So that's something that we as coaches, you know, when we're on the road recruiting and things like that, we're looking for guys who play extremely hard, and you know that's something that I think our guys have really bought into in year one. 
Talk to us also about your rotation. Southern Miss fans always like to uh, to hear about and, and check out. You know who's uh, who's been throwing for the Blue Raiders. What's uh, your your projected weekend rotation? Yeah, so we haven't announced our weekend rotation yet. Um, it's it's been a combination of uh, Carson Lester, Peyton Wigginton, and Zach Keenan. Um, we might shuffle things around a little bit just to uh, you know give ourselves the best chance to uh, keep playing well in the league. But you know there's some older guys in there and. Um, you know they've uh, they've been doing their best to uh, give us a chance to win, and you know, like I said, this is our first year as a coaching staff. So you know, we were very fortunate to inherit some older guys who, you know, had some success in this league and kind of know what it takes to uh, to put yourself in position to win. But um, you know, we still haven't uh, made that decision yet exactly what order we'll go in right. or if those guys will be the ones that. Uh, go out there but that's the guys that we've been going with on the weekend and obviously they've done well enough to put us in you know right in the mix to uh be a contender in the conference john tell us the weather's going to be good i don't think we've had a weekend down here in a long time that um that weather hadn't had some effect on the series that your weather forecast pretty decent the weather forecast looks okay obviously you know you always try to avoid playing double headers just for a variety of reasons um you know some I think we've had five weekends already this year in conference and non-conference where we've had to play doubleheaders. We will uh, we'll do what's best in terms of what the conference wants to do, but always our goal is to get three games in, and no matter what, we want to play our full 30 in the conference slate. So um, right now our focus is just kind of you know, taking care of business on Tuesday against Austin P. We've had some midweek struggles, so we want to be certain that we play well on Tuesday, and then we'll obviously take a look at the weekend forecast to make sure that we get three games in. But uh, fortunately, the weather's been warming up here in uh, in Murfreesboro, so we're uh, we're looking forward to some warm weather, that's for sure. Well, John, trust me when I tell you we're all looking forward to some better performances in the midweek. We know <laughs> we know exactly uh, how you feel, and we feel your pain. Hey, I hope we see you guys down here in Biloxi uh, at the end of the year, and we thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, it was good talking to you guys. All right. Coach John Pacella, everybody, from Middle Tennessee University. Uh, the Golden Eagles set to play there at 6 o'clock Friday night, 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon, and 1 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, you know, I, we didn't bring this up to Coach Barry, uh, Luke, but you, weekends like this past weekend, from a financial standpoint, are bound to be taking their toll as well. You know, I... I been pretty rare that we've had a weekend series that everything's been played as we normally uh, as we're normally used to seeing. Yeah, you just can't get that Friday night gate, and and it's it that's that's a big one in Hattiesburg. People love getting off and and coming out and watching it. So, yeah, it's just tough. But um, you know, what are you going to do? We've had a Nick Sandlin sighting, and we're going to tell you about that and some other former Golden Eagles when we come back. The Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. 
Hey, welcome back, everybody. I want to thank John Pacella from Middle Tennessee University for joining us in the second segment of the show today. Also, of course, head coach Scott Berry. This segment is sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. It's a great place to have lunch. They've got great lunches five days a week. Lots of good sandwiches. Luke and I can attest to all of this. The food is very, very good. Uh, It's a friendly staff, great Southern Miss memorabilia everywhere, and just a really good experience. We want to thank 4th Street Bar and Grill for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. You know, we strive, Luke, as you know, very hard to bring people on this show who are experts in their field, very, very knowledgeable about the sport that we bring them on to talk about, can always provide insight and expert opinions and analysis for our listeners. But today we've made an exception to that rule, and we've invited Al Holder on the show. Al, how are you? I'm good, Bob. How are we? <laughs> We're pretty good, Al. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm standing out in the sunshine right now. It's good. But I'm surrounded by experts. Al, I had... Al, I had nothing to do, nothing to do with that introduction. I just wanted to let you know that. I'm surrounded by experts, Al. I got you on the phone and Jody Lott just walked in the studio. Really? We're we're just filled. We're filled with knowledge here uh, this afternoon. All right, so, Al, you being our unofficial official uh, minor league baseball correspondent, I understand that you have a Nick Sandlin sighting that you can report to our listeners. I do. He uh, he pitched an inning, uh, I, I think it was Saturday, uh, and or it was either Saturday or yesterday, but he pitched one inning, so his ERA is zero. He allowed uh, no hits, no errors, no nothing, and uh, uh, and got one strikeout. But that's the, that, that's the first time I've seen anything uh, to do with him uh, uh uh, in, in this year so far, I think he was in uh, extended spring training with Cleveland to uh, rehab a, a sore forearm. Uh-huh. So I think, uh, but I think he's uh, looks like he's uh, back on track and making some waves. Uh, everything I read is that uh, they fully expect him to be with the uh, the big ball club this year, and so we'll see wh- when and how that goes. So you're sticking your prediction that before the end of the year he'll be on the Cleveland Indians. That is uh, that is my prediction. How about that, huh? Yeah. All right. Have you got any other updates you can share with us on uh, other I, uh, Southern Miss? Well, one thing uh, uh, I know uh, it seems like uh, Brian Dozier just had a kind of a slow start to the year. I think his batting average right now is about one seventy seven. But uh, you know how he is—he always kind of starts slow and then kind of kind of picks it up from there. So I'm hopeful he'll get in a in a groove here and start start hitting some baseballs. He's seen a lot of new pitchers and, you know, things that uh, he hadn't dealt with uh, when, since when he was with the Twins and all in the American League. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I talked to Dylan Berdeau's dad a, a couple of weeks ago, and Dylan is still uh, with the Tiger organization uh, having fun playing baseball. So mm-hmm. I don't know where that's going to go. Uh, the other thing is I cannot find Kirk McCarty uh, anywhere. I, I don't, so I don't know what he's doing. I, I just can't. He's not with Lynchburg. He's not with uh, Akron, and, mm-hmm. and so I just don't know. Well, as I said, I have another expert with me. Uh, Jody Lott has walked into the studio, at, at which shows Luke. We, you know. We're pretty liberal about who we let into our facility. Uh, Thanks a lot. <laughs> have you heard anything about any of these guys? Uh, no, I heard Birdo uh, 
you know, was in Florida. Now, as far as any of the other guys, I have not heard a word yet. Yeah, but I, you know, the last I heard, McCarty had a pretty good year, didn't he, Al? Last year, he was. I tell you what, he was. He was throwing really well. They had him starting uh, at Lynchburg last year. He was throwing the ball really well. I think his. Uh, uh, he was getting a lot of uh, a lot of outs and getting and you know getting some wins. So I, I, again, I don't know what what has transpired. Uh, I hate to speculate, but a lot of times these guys when they're when they're single, they love p- going playing baseball. And then you know if they get married or, or something, something interrupts it, uh, and they don't see uh, a path to the to the uh, to the big leagues, then uh, a lot of times they just uh, kind of decide to go do Coach, something else. Uh, I, but I don't know. I don't know. Kurt's listed as active with Lynchburg. He's uh, he's Class A. No, no statistics so far this year. One one bright spot was Taylor Braley actually started off uh, in Class A advanced uh, with Jupiter. Uh, Dylan is is with Lakeland. Chucky Robinson is Double A for the Astros. Right. Scott Copeland is Triple A right now, as well as uh, Cody Carroll. So. Um, those are the. I think there may be one or two more guys in that. But Kirk right now is listed as uh, as Class A advanced active uh, for um, Lynchburg, the Lynchburg Hillcats. That's who we uh, finished with last year. Yeah, I just did. When I looked earlier today, I didn't see his name. They may, they may have posted something, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's real early in minor league ball, and uh, so so you've got to uh, uh, we got to wait and see how. Uh, how things start to play out a little, get a little further along in the season, we'll know a lot more about what's going on. Put in perspective, Al, for listeners, uh, if you're a double A baseball player, put in perspective because I know you're a, you're a guy that really studies the game of baseball. How how much better overall from a talent standpoint is a good double A ball club than a good college baseball team? You know, that's really hard to say. Uh, there, the I, I would think that the, probably the top. 20 to 30 ball clubs, uh, college uh, baseball teams could uh, could day in and day out compete in double A. But uh, the uh, the pitching depth in double A baseball is probably what would win out in the long run. Mm-hmm. The uh, they just uh, a lot of these kids are the best of the best that have worked their way in there from college and high school. And so uh, it, I just think that that would eventually win out. Uh, so that would back you up to like one A, but I think it's somewhere in between the two is what I'm thinking. All right. All right. So as the season progresses, I know you keep up with it. Uh, you're willing to come back from time to time and update us on where these kids are and how they're doing. Absolutely. I just I love getting these checks in the mailbox. All right. Well, today's check may be a little delayed getting to you, but keep your eye out. It's on the way. <laughs> Thank you, Pop. All right, Al Holder, everybody. All right, Jody Lott's here with me, uh, Luke. Jody, while I've got you here, we we were asking Coach Barry earlier in the show about rain and how it's just really destroyed almost the home schedule this year. just hadn't hadn't really been a Friday night, Saturday, Sunday series, has there? I I do not remember a year ever of this been this rainy and this cold this late in the season. Mm Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can share about the effort that that uh, we hope is on, ongoing uh, toward improving the surface at Pete Taylor Park so that so that it's not so vulnerable to the weather? Uh, we are taking steps, or the university's taking steps right now, running tests. Uh, I believe they had to do a soil test, 
and they have to do that to find out what they've got to put in for the base before they can get any kind of bids or estimates on the cost. I see. Can you report how many times Luke has shown up out at the roost and bummed your food off of you this year? I believe once. One, only one? What's the matter with you, Luke? You're sliding. I am sliding. Uh, there was a couple times I just went straight to the press box. But uh, well, no, there, if, if, if Jody will correct the record, okay, this is public. I'm throwing Jody under the bus here. There was a few times that I reached out to Jody. To his credit, he actually had to go to work because we had to move <laughs> the games up because of that. So I did. I, I would have been out there probably three or four times, but Jody had to miss uh, a couple of those early innings and games. Well, why why weren't you out there in the nice weather we had Friday? It was Good Friday, and I had uh, to conduct services at First Baptist Church, Ellisville. Okay, we'll let you slide on that. Uh, did you go this weekend? Yes, sir. Yeah? Play better? Oh, yes. Yeah. A lot better. Uh, that's one thing about this team. You know, you know, people are raising red flags and all, but before this weekend series, if you go back, we, we've had a better record right now than the 09 team had at mm-hmm. this point in the year. And it's all about getting hot, and uh, mm-hmm. that's what we did that year. And uh, there's still a lot of baseball left, and uh, we got to get our RPI up. But I believe we're headed in the right direction. Luke brought that up last week on the show about the records being almost identical at this time of the year to the '09 team. Yeah, uh, if you remember back to '09, I mean things were looking bleak. I mean we didn't even know if we'd get into a regional, mm-hmm. much less go to Omaha. So, Luke, are you still uh, predicting uh, the World Series run uh, like happened in '09? If uh, if we go to the World Series this year, I'll take forty nine percent credit for it yeah. from all Southern yeah. Miss fans. <laughs> I'll, I'll let everybody else have fifty one percent. But uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 one of those things. You've got all this young talent. And you're starting to see what – there's a reason why people thought Danny Lynch would be the, the newcomer of the year, because he's raised his batting average about 150 points in the last month. McGillis and LeBlanc, the more they get, uh, you're going to see confidence down the second half of that lineup. Walner's woken up. He's in double-digit home runs. So I think it's about – for this team, it's going to be about these last few series – how are they playing rolling in uh, to the conference tournament? Because that's this team can get hot, and you would expect it to get hot. You agree? I totally agree. Right, thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Jody Lott, everybody. Our thanks to Jody. Our thanks to Al Holder for sitting in with Luke and I here. Luke will be back uh, along with me, and Luke will catch you up on all other things Southern Miss sports right after the break. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg in beautiful downtown Laurel. First Bank, our studio sponsor, serving Mississippi since 1895, home of the perfect 10 himself, Reggie Collier. They're building that brand new 
office out on Highway 98 and everything you need financially, go see First Bank. We appreciate their studio sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. Men's Tennis finishes their season on Friday, falling to Old Dominion at the Conference USA Championships. My man Chung Hang Sai ends the season at 8-4, and four, uh, but a, a good season by tennis, and uh, congratulate them on their success. Track uh, was at LSU for the LSU Alumni Gold Meet. And Golden Eagles have 20 top 10 finishes. 12 of those were in track. Eight of those were in field. Uh, Just a a great job. McKinley West comes in second place in the 100 meters with a scorching 10.1. Great job uh, for the track team. Next up, they will be back home this weekend for the Southern Miss Open. Uh, Yeah, this coming weekend in Hattiesburg. Men's golf travels today with Coach Brescher and his men. They go down to Texarkana, Arkansas for the, at the Texarkana Country Club for the Conference USA Championships. So good luck to the Golden Eagles as they compete in the Conference USA Championships. Well, Bob, um, almost a 50-year span came to a conclusion this weekend. Hill Denson signing off, uh, finished up his coaching career. And, man, what a career it was, Bob. Well, a Hall of Fame career, no question about it. Uh, Hill Denson, one of the great personalities of all time, not only one of the great baseball coaches of all time, but uh, certainly one of the great personalities of all time. And, Jody, I know you agree with that. Oh, no doubt. Uh, he he had a vision when he came to Southern Miss, and uh, we we wouldn't be where we're sitting now no. if, if not for him. He's an incredible he's an incredible guy, and we uh, certainly congratulate him. Hey, Luke, real quickly, uh, let's let people know what happened in the conference over the weekend. Southern Miss, of course, swept Charlotte. Rice swept Middle Tennessee. Louisiana Tech won two out of three against Marshall. Florida Atlantic two out of three against Western Kentucky. UAB and Texas San Antonio apparently one game rained out. I think they ended the season uh, rather the series one and one. So the conference standings, Florida Atlantic and Southern Miss tied for first place. Both teams 14 and four in the conference. Uh, The Owls are 27 and 12. The Eagles are 24 and 13. Louisiana Tech is in third place. Two games back 27 and 12. 12 and 6 in the conference uh, followed by Western Kentucky and Marshall. I think guys uh, and I'll pose this to both of you uh, these are the three teams, Florida Atlantic, Southern Miss, Louisiana Tech, that everybody expected uh, at the start of the year to contend for the conference championship. Yeah, I believe they hit it dead on uh, because it's the top three teams with the most talent and uh, by far the best coaching. You're not surprised either, are you, Luke? Uh, Florida Atlantic, Southern Miss, Louisiana Tech. Now, that's the three teams we, we were looking at. When you look at an RPI perspective, Louisiana Tech really stayed put this week, but they're in the top 35, 33 in RPI. For the first time all season, FAU jumps Southern Miss at 57, and the Eagles are at 58. So now you got to start asking the question, um, you may be first in the conference, but you're third in RPI. So if you don't win the conference championship, if you don't win the conference uh, tournament, you may find yourself uh, this year because I think Conference USA should be a two-team league this year. If you have if you have three teams in the top uh, sixty, two of those teams are getting in, uh, and you would think uh, if, the way FAU's be playing by the time the tournament rolls around, depending on what the Eagles do with them, uh, one of those teams is going to be in the top fifty. So you'll have two teams in the top fifty. So Eagles got to keep winning. They got to try, as Jody said a minute ago, got to try to improve that RPI pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Southern Miss plays Louisiana Lafayette tomorrow night. 
uh, UNO Wednesday night, then Middle Tennessee. I don't know, guys. I think these uh, I think these midweek games are becoming important. And Jody, I'm sure you'd agree with Luke and I. The Golden Eagles really need to improve their midweek performance. Well, the the poor performances in midweek is why our RPI is sitting where it's at now. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these teams we've lost to in midweek are in the high 100s for RPI. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a big weekend when Florida Atlantic comes to town because if we can get two out of three from them or a sweep, it will definitely help in our RPI rankings. we got to beat Middle Tennessee three oh, games, Oh, we got to beat them first. Beat we, we need to sweep from them. How you like this rematch with Interest- Lafayette, Luke? Uh, just got to win. I mean, show us that you can win a midweek game. Mm-hmm. Like, just show us that. Mm-hmm. Come out the gate, act like you want to be in the ballpark, swing the bats, and and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Lafayette's a 112 RPI team. Uh, I think UNO's 169, I believe. Mm-hmm. You got to go 2 0. You got to. Sneaky, sneaky statistic about Middle Tennessee 4 and 16 on the road, 11 and 9 at home. So 11 of their 15 wins this year at home. Uh, it kind of causes you to raise an eyebrow as the Eagles head that way. There are no gimmies in Conference USA. None. None, especially on the road. No, no gimmies on the road. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette tomorrow night at 6. And, guys, here these are two teams coming up that the Golden Eagles have already lost to. Lost to Lafayette, lost to UNO. Can't lose another one. Can't lose another one. You're right. All right, that wraps it up for this day. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Uh, Luke in Laurel, me in uh, Hattiesburg, and uh, Dalton, where are you going to be? In jail? Uh-huh. No. Hopefully not in jail for Dalton. Uh, Someone will be here to uh, produce the show. Until then, everybody, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.